Welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Phantom Troublemaker, and Merry Christmas to one and to all. I have just returned from Walt Disney World, where we were celebrating Christmas and my parents' 50th wedding anniversary and my dad's 72nd birthday. And for anybody out there who's feeling like, oh, I'm so tired, I can't get by, I feel like the... Uh, my dad, 72 years old. My mom, 71 years old, riddled with uh, health issues. Uh, my mom is. My dad's pretty hale and hearty. Uh, but my mom's got a lot going on. And both of them managed a 12-hour day uh, in the Disney Park, in uh, Epcot, and then over to... Hollywood Studios with my family and my son. So, you know what? Zip it up, soldier on. Because let me just tell you, there's a lot to do in Disney. And we're going to talk about all of it today on the Needless Things Podcast. Now, originally I was going to have our pal Rad Ranger on to talk a little bit because he actually traveled down there with us and uh, spent our first day in Walt Disney World uh, hanging out. But he had a Red Mergency he didn't really have a red emergency. I just wanted to say red emergency. His radcation was not as long as ours, and he had to red turn to Redlanta uh, to to red work. Uh, so anyway, uh, unfortunately, we could not find the time to record down there. But I am going to sit here and I am going to attempt to express the utter joy that is spending. Uh, the holidays in Walt Disney World. Now, there's no place on this planet I would rather be. Uh, I, I have, you know, I haven't done a ton of traveling, but I've been to Europe. I've been at a few places, uh, vacation wise around here, beach, mountains, whatever. Your generic get away from it all spots. And you have to understand from the start here that vacation wise, there is no place that I would rather be than Walt Disney World in Orlando. And Walt Disney World, if you don't know, that encompasses uh, the entire Lake Buena Vista area. When you say Walt Disney World, you're referring to the whole shebang, not just the Magic Kingdom, which is the park with the castle in it. Uh, Walt Disney World is Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Epcot, and... Uh, the Magic Kingdom, which is kind of the big one that everybody thinks of, uh, 
when, when you think about Walt Disney World, but there's more to it. So I love this place more than anywhere. I could go there for two weeks. I could go to every park, uh, for two days. Well, maybe not Animal Kingdom. And, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit about Animal Kingdom and it's a sort of special place in the pantheon of Disney theme parks. But, uh, I could easily spend two days in the other, each of the other three parks. Uh, I just love it. And, and I would open to close. Uh, the same thing that allows me my Dragon Con power to get up early and do the things that I do and drink all night and just party for that time allows me to go to Walt Disney World and just go, go, go. So, uh, I was very excited to be going to Disney, to be taking my son, who is nine, back to Disney for the first time in six years because it's just it's my favorite most magical place but it's also expensive and a time commitment and perhaps not my wife's most favorite magical place and that's fine because we're all different we all like different things uh and not everybody has what i call disney stamina uh, which is the ability to just go 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 in in disney so uh, earlier this year my parents were trying to coordinate a trip for the entire family to go at the same time, but unfortunately for both of us, my brother-in-law does the same kind of uh, work that I do, schedule-wise and, and coverage-wise, so it is very difficult for us to coordinate time off together. So my sister and her family went with my parents earlier this year, and then uh, me and Mrs. Troublemaker and Phantom Jr. went down with my parents uh, just this week. I have been so excited for this all year long because I've never been to Disney during Christmas time before. Now, I will tell you, before we get into this, there are two tips that I want to give you before you go down to Disney any time of the year. One, you're going to want to Google Disney Tourist Blog. This is a website that is run by a couple, uh, the most adorable people on the planet, and who are apparently professional Disney vacationers, which I never knew that was a job, but it's certainly one that I want. But they have the most incredible information about Disney all over the planet. Not just Walt Disney World, but Disneyland, Tokyo, Disney, uh, all, all of the different Disneys. They they visit them all like as a job, I guess. I, I don't know if the revenue from the, the website or whatever. But anyway, go to Disney Tourist Blog and they will give you great great advice on how to do the parks and uh just like with needlessthingssite.com you can click on their amazon stuff and help out their site uh so if if you need to shop at amazon and you use disney tourist blog you know click through there and make those guys some money uh if you don't if you're not going to disney though just go to needlessthingssite.com and click on that big old amazon panel and buy stuff through there. You you probably have missed your Christmas shopping at this point, but uh, you know we we have to buy stuff year round, and Needless Things has to pay the bills year round. Uh, as a matter of fact, the the domain name needlessthingssite.com just came up for renewal uh, because apparently everything gets renewed in December, which is a great time for all of that to happen, right? No. Uh, and then the other thing I want to tell you before you go to Disney. There are two Disney outlet stores located proximal to Walt Disney World. 
I recommend if you are a souvenir person, and as you may know, if you have listened to the Needless Things podcast or followed Phantom Troublemaker on Instagram or anywhere else, uh, I'm a souvenir person. Surprise. If you're a souvenir person, I recommend you go to these outlet stores before you visit the theme parks because you will get stuff discounted up to like 75% off. Uh, we went to the outlet store after our theme park visit and ended up getting a couple of droids that they charge 12 bucks a piece for for five bucks each. Uh, lots of things like that. Like it, it's worth stopping in there if you're on a budget and, and who in the world going to Disney is not on a budget. Uh, Definitely check out those, uh, those outlet stores. Immediate Med waiting in 32 degrees, uh, outside. Actually, no, at the time it was put it together. And, uh, please go check that out. We do a needless commentary on Batman Returns, a seminal Christmas film. And then Saturday morning, uh, you may be aware of my chronic back problems of late. Uh, and Phantom is a little larger than normal, so the back problems, I think, are more likely to occur. As I'm drying my feet off in the shower, my back goes, ah! and uh, my back, it doesn't go all the way bad out, but it does that sort of pop thing. So the morning that we are leaving for Disney, that I am going to be sitting in the car driving for uh, probably about eight hours, six to eight hours, because uh, you know you get a stop. Nobody sits in the car for six hours unless they've got astronaut diapers on. Uh, my back is messed up, so that's great. But I don't care because we're going to Disney. So we hop in the car. Uh, we have Red Ranger following along behind us. I'm a terrible person to follow in the car, so never, ever, 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 ever let me lead you anywhere. Uh, and, and I don't know why you would need to, because technology now, you can have a mapping supercomputer sitting on your dashboard, uh, which I did. We traveled all the way down to Orlando. I had to get out and walk around. The back was not great, but we made it down there to stay in Disney's Pop Century Resort. Now... I have stayed in Disney's All-Star slash Pop Century Resorts. Excuse me, get a little sip of water for the throat there. Every time I have gone to Disney, uh, except for a couple. And they have always been fine. But I think I am getting to the age and to the tolerance level where it's time to upgrade. Because... There were things about Pop Century that got on my nerves this time. I I have always been a, why in the world would we spend any money on a hotel? Now, granted, I stay on the resort. I, I do not stay outside of the resort because using Disney transportation is just too convenient. Not having to park my car, not having to drive, being able to arrive on, you know, Saturday night, park my car, and unload everything and not get back in my car, not have to drive until we depart, uh, which in this case was Thursday morning, is worth paying the premium to stay on the resort property. But now, uh, but but not, you know, to, to go any further than that. You need a bed, you need a shower, you need a place to put your stuff. That's it. That's all you need. That's all a room uh, needs to be because you're going to be out in the parks having fun. Well, that has traditionally been my thought, but now I'm leaning more towards, you know, maybe it would nice to be uh, maybe it would be nice to be on the monorail. 
maybe it would be nice to have a little nicer room, a couple more amenities. I'm, I'm getting old. I'm getting to where uh, I want to uh, have certain things certain ways. I want to be away from certain kinds of people. And let me just tell you, the Pop Century Resort is populated with certain kinds of people that I would rather not be around. Uh, and there's no getting away from that because it's all throughout the parks. But... Uh, anything I can do to minimize it. And when I say certain kinds of people, I'm talking about trash in general. That is not a, uh, that is not nationalistic. That is not race. That is not anything. I'm just talking about just people that have no manners, uh, that, that are kind of gross to look at that, you know what I mean? And yeah, I'm, I'm an elitist, but, uh, I, I make money. And I want certain things certain ways. So, uh, you know, if I can, if I can pay a little extra to get away from rude people who don't know how to act in public, I'm going to freaking do it. So next time around, I do believe we're going to be staying on one of the old school resorts off of the monorail. Uh, next time around, we will also not be going during peak hours. Uh, but I'll get to that. So we get down there, we get into the pop century and, and you know, as much, as much as I've talked, it's fine. It's still a Disney resort. Uh, it, it still gets the job done. And the shower, uh, I don't have to duck way down. It's got water pressure. Uh, it, it's, it's, there's a fan in the bathroom. It's great. You know, whatever kind of hot air you need to move out of there, whether it's, uh, steam related or other, it moves out, which is not something you find in every, uh, accommodation now. So, we get checked in, we go to Disney Springs, eat at Earl of Sandwich, which is the very best sandwich on the planet, no doubt. I do a little walking around in there. I cannot find, this is one of my goals, was to find uh, the holiday droid for this year. I can't remember what it's called right now because I don't have my goodies with me, but we're we're looking for a special Christmas Star Wars droid that they released. Don't find it in Disney Springs, but we do find the Build-A-Droid, which... All right, let me talk about droids for a minute. That's the hot merchandise down there are the Build-A-Droids. They've had, years ago, they instituted the Build-A-Potato Head, uh, where you, you buy the potato and put whatever pieces you can fit into it and make your own potato head set. And then they had the Build-A-Lightsaber, which is awesome, which is still awesome. Uh, and I, I kind of wish we'd done that again. We were just so taken with the Build-A-Droids. And now they have the Build-A-Droid, which is derivative of a gimmick that Hasbro did years ago uh, that, that is just like any other Build-A-Figure where you buy, you know, the five or six figures from the series, you put together the legs and the body and the head, and you've got a droid. Well, now they have this big... Uh, section of astromechs, which if you don't know what an astromech is, R2D2 is an astromech. It's that kind of droid. Uh, the, the non-humanoid droids. Uh, they have a body, they have a head, they have two legs, uh, although the legs are exactly the same for either side. Uh, and then they have a central, the central leg, you know, the one that R2 puts down when he's rolling around. Uh, and they're all different colors, designs, shapes. Uh, there is, it's just really cool. So you get to put your own droid together and, and me being me, I want to put them together the way they're supposed to be put together. But little kids are mismatching legs, putting crazy heads on them. And the, the, here's the key Disney ingredient. Once you've put your droid together, once you've put the body, the head, the legs on, you get to pick out a hat 
And they have mouse ears, they have sombreros, they have an imperial hat, just all kinds of different stuff. So for $21.95, you get to build two droids. That is a giant ripoff because maybe each of these droids is a quarter. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, it's a ripoff, but it's satisfying. It's fun. And you get a Star Wars Disney souvenir and you get to, it comes with a sticker sheet where you can name it and a, a nice clamshell to put it in. So you got it, you get it in a package. Uh, it's, it's neat. I enjoy it. And we, uh, me and my son made a couple while we were down there. It was one of the first things we did. So Disney Springs, uh, traffic's horrible. We get back to the room. We go to sleep. What I want to do now is just run down, even though we did the parks uh, a little differently, we didn't do one day at each park, uh, we, we jumped around a little bit, but I'm just going to run down each park and kind of the best things that happened at each one and how Christmassy they were and, and just what we did. So what I tend to like to do on a Disney trip is start in Animal Kingdom because, let's be honest, Animal Kingdom is not the best park. It's it's an over well it's not overhyped. I don't think it's overhyped at all, but it is a glorified zoo. And you know zoos are neat and all, but I can go to the zoo anytime. And yes, this is the Disney Zoo and yes, there is a ride there. Uh but well there are a couple rides cuz they've got the the kind of scungy dinosaur area uh which I'll get to, but it's it's a zoo. So you start there and kind of dip your toe in the Disney magic. That's my thinking anyway. I'm kind of rethinking that in that maybe it's good to start in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, I'm starting to wonder if a five-day Disney plan isn't better because four is what I've traditionally done uh, because I can take as many Disney days as possible, but when you got a whole family with you, four is pretty good. Uh, so we start in Animal Kingdom, and it is probably the best animal kingdom visit that we've ever had the animals were out we hit early in the morning and it was i don't know if it was feeding time because that's what i've heard is is you want to try and hit it at feeding time and all i mean we saw every animal in that joint i'm not even kidding uh the when you go on the we went on the safari ride and I, it didn't even take 40 minutes for us to get through the line which for me if you spend 45 minutes or less in a in a standby line you've won you've done a good job on the ride unless it's like a, a smaller crap ride but if you on one of the big rides that's a good wait so we spent less than 40 minutes waiting in line uh got on the kilimanjaro safari and saw every animal that is available to see on that safari ride, it was fantastic. Uh, we had we had uh, the the rhinos were out, the elephants, the ostriches, everything. It was wonderful. I, I've never seen because usually you'll have a, a few animals that are you know kind of hiding behind stuff, or you just don't get to see. This was not the case. It was wonderful. Phantom Junior uh, had a great time. Mrs. Troublemaker was taking pictures all over the place. She was just delighted. It was really, really cool, and that was uh, what we started off with. And then from there, uh, we just kind of walked through the gorilla trail, which is really cool. All the gorillas were out. All the animals on the, the gorilla walkthrough were out. Uh, the gorillas were playing right in front of the glass. The two little baby kid gorillas came tumbling down the hill. Uh, just uh, an amazing 
time in Animal Kingdom because of the nature of the animals, you don't always see everything. And I, I feel like we got our money's worth this time. It was really fantastic. Uh, Christmas-wise, uh, the big tree was gorgeous, but the park itself, you know, there were there were ornaments and, and wreaths and garland and whatever here and there. Uh, it wasn't overwhelmingly Christmassy. And that was something that I was kind of aware of because of the Disney Tourist blog. They had pointed out that all of the parks are in something of a transitional uh, period now. It's There is no big thing at the moment because the big thing is they're working on the Star Wars theme park and the Avatar theme park, which I still think anybody making an Avatar park is out of their freaking minds. But I guess they're trying to be ahead of the curve on it and anticipating that these movies are going to do something. Personally, you guys, and look, if you love Avatar, that's awesome. That's fine. That's totally fine. Uh, I've tried to watch that movie three times, and I've seen several different scenes. And it's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life. And if you love it, I'm sorry. I just don't get it, or I'm a jerk, or whatever. It's not, it's not you. It's me. But that movie is poop uh to me Uh, boy i didn't put that over very well i'm sorry avatar fans i still love you uh and i hope your theme park is the greatest thing ever and i hope the avatar movies that are coming out all three or four or five or however many more they're doing are great and i changed my mind and i love the franchise but i'm gonna call it right now that thing is gonna bomb like a mofo uh, and then the Star Wars park, which is obviously going to be fantastic and the greatest thing of all time. So those are in the works and everything else is kind of like, you know, Hey, we want to, uh, we're, we're, it's still Disney, but maybe we can't put quite as much into it as, as we usually do. Uh, so it was Christmassy, but it wasn't like, bam, wow, Christmas in the way that I think we were kind of hoping it was going to be. So, Animal Kingdom was great. I did not go... On, oh, and and yeah, I, I've totally overlooked my back. So, Saturday night in Disney Springs, I'm kind of hobbling around. But once I start walking, it, it works out the problem that I have. So, walking is the best thing for me. Because if you remember, I hurt my back right before Dragon Con, too, and I was terrified. Uh, but the constant motion is, I guess, the best thing for it. So, uh, Saturday night I was okay. Animal Springs... Uh, Animal Kingdom, I there were a couple times where I was a little strained, but for the most part, just kept walking around and going. I was a little nervous on the safari because that gets pretty bumpy. Uh, I did not go on Everest because Phantom Jr. is not yet, and may never be, a roller coaster fan. He just doesn't dig them as much. Uh, and and he's he went on a couple and enjoyed them, but he doesn't really seek them out. He likes the the more visual stuff, which I was the same way when I was his age. I, my favorite ride, uh, in the world was the monster plantation at six flags. I like immersion in visuals more than thrills. And, and I still, to a certain extent do because honestly the, the roller coasters and it's funny, we talked about it while we were on this trip. Uh, the, the visual rides give you more bang for your buck roller coaster. You stand in line for 40 minutes and then, you know, Two minutes later, you're done. The visual ride, you at least get, you know, five, seven minutes or so, however long it takes. You're getting your time's worth out of the thing. So, you know, that that's an interesting perspective that we share. But he does, uh, we'll, we'll get to the roller coaster stuff in a bit. So we didn't do Everest. Uh, we had, 
a fantastic character dining experience in a restaurant there, the Harambe restaurant, I think it was. I can't remember the name of it. But before we left on the trip, I made reservations. The only thing that Mrs. Troublemaker was hot to do, like this was the must-do thing, was eat at the BR Guest Restaurant. It, it is sort of the centerpiece of New Fantasyland in the Magic Kingdom. And it's a Beauty and the Beast themed restaurant that takes place in Beast's Castle, you know, in Beast Castle, in the way Disney things do. And it was hyped to the moon in many different places. And she was dying to do this. And you guys, I can't tell you how much time I spent trying to get reservations for this place on the app. Uh, online sitting at the desk constantly trying to i spent hours hours trying to get reservations for this place and then finally a couple weeks out i was able to get a reservation for 9:05 a.m uh on wednesday so i did it we're going to eat at be our guest it's going to be magical the one thing that uh, Mrs. Troublemaker wanted, and and that she certainly deserves. Uh, you know, I, I want to do everything uh, I possibly can for her, give her everything that she wants uh, that is within my power. And this one, <laughs> this one took some work, you guys. So we got that settled in. So reservation wise, we had that, and I told my son about it, and he was like, "Well, I want to do." He he got really excited about the character dining, which surprised me. Uh, because I, my fear was that he's nine now and that the magic wouldn't be quite the same. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I know how I feel about my own lost youth and I, I fear for his, but he got really excited and wanted to do character dining and tells me like a day or two before we leave. And I was like, Oh, what am I going to do? But I look animal kingdom. Sure enough, can make reservations for character dining. And we met, Donald and Daisy and Goofy and uh, it was great and the food was absolutely fantastic and we had a wonderful time and our Red Ranger ate with us and we super enjoyed it and then we walked around some more uh, and I think the non-Disney stamina bestowed members of the family got a little overwhelmed because it's a lot it's a lot of walking it's a lot to take in there's a lot to do you don't know what to do you don't know how to use your time and uh uh, phantom jr and mrs troublemaker both got i think a little overwhelmed and we just kind of chilled out for a little while and and decided that we had done everything that could be done and headed back to the room just to chill out and which was a good thing for me because i didn't want to overdo it and jack my back up before we even got to any of the bigger parks on monday monday was the big day to hang out with phantom troublemakers 70 plus year old parents in the disney parks now they're their game they're good to go and we decided to open things up by going to epcot this was probably a miscalculation on my part, uh, but my parents had said that they only wanted to go to Epcot and Hollywood Studios. 
So we were kind of, you know, it's their 50th anniversary and we'll do things in their order, their way. They also only could do two days in the park because they're 70 plus. So we start off in Epcot and we're just straight up not digging Epcot. Uh, Phantom Jr., they're, they're, it's just not a kid's park. And I know they've done things to try and make it kid-friendly and all the science stuff and whatever else. Uh, but you know what? Epcot is not – that's that's your – I guess your third day is Epcot. Or, or you just, you know, leave the kids with, with the grandparents or whatever the case is. He was not digging it at all. And I don't blame him because everything was a line – it was super packed that day. Animal Kingdom had not been, in my experience, Animal Kingdom was not any more packed than any times we'd been in February or October, which were our, prior to having a, a kid, February and October were our times to go. And let me just tell you guys, those are the times to go. Uh, the weather is good. The parks are not very busy. So Animal Kingdom was about like that. But then Epcot was, we had to wait forever to get in. Uh, it took my wife forever to get in. It was hot as crap. Uh, animal, animal kingdom on Sunday was super hot. We went from 32 degrees in Atlanta to 82 degrees in Orlando. That was an adjustment to make. And, uh, Epcot just bummed us out. Honestly, we went and did, uh, the seas with Nemo and just kind of walked around. And that was a mistake on my part too, because uh, yeah, it's neat, but it's, it's a freaking aquarium. And he, he really did love that. Like he dug it, but there just wasn't enough special to keep his attention. So we left from there and had reservations to go eat at the Whistling Canyon restaurant in the Wilderness Lodge because my dad is an old, he, he loves rustic stuff, cabins and, bears and woods and all that kind of junk that I hate. And I had read about this Whispering Canyon Cafe and it just seemed like the perfect place. So we left Epcot, got on the bus to the Whispering Canyon or to the Wilderness Lodge, which is where the Whispering Canyon Cafe is located and traveled out there. And it is gorgeous out there. You guys uh, the Wilderness Lodge was probably at peak Christmas. The decorations were incredible. The whole place, just that rustic feel, you know, as much as I'm not an outdoorsy person in any way, I do like, uh, I like faux outdoorsy, I guess. And, and this place was magnificent. If you haven't been out there, and you have time, make a point of going out there to, to have a meal or just to look around. Uh, it's really, really nice. And the cafe itself is located in the lobby of the big lodge. So you eat next to the giant, well, if you're there at Christmas, you eat next to the giant Christmas tree. Uh, and, and just the atmosphere is wonderful. Uh, the, the dining experience itself, the food was great. Uh, but they do the gimmick of like they throw napkins and straws at you and all that bullshit. And I'm not a fan of that. And I was not aware of that when I made the reservation. But our waitress kind of picked up on, apparently they, they see their party and adjust accordingly. Our waitress kind of picked up on the fact that we weren't really into that whole, uh, it wasn't rude. I don't know how to describe it, but she, she toned it down and ended up being super sweet and really great. 
and that skillet, you guys, you can order a skillet there that it comes for the table, which I didn't realize. I thought we'd each get our own skillet, but it has this chicken that is incredible. I don't know. It's some kind of rosemary, something chicken, ribs, barbecue, sausage, mashed potatoes, corn on the cob and it's just this giant iron skillet that they put down in the middle of the table and you eat what you want it's all you can eat (laughs) it is incredible oh my gosh and then they also had this cornbread that is their it's their version of red lobsters cheddar biscuits or or a mexican restaurant's chips and salsa or whatever this cornbread is dessert it is phenomenal so highly recommend uh, next time you're in Disney, take some time, see if you can get reservations at the Whispering Canyon Cafe, and uh, head out there for a nice, peaceful, quiet uh, dinner just in the middle of some really nice atmosphere, and, and just hang out in the lobby a little bit and look around out there. So after that, we decided going back to Epcot was a bad move because at nine years old, for most kids, I think, and certainly for my kid, traveling around the world the the pavilions that's that's not going to do it because if you if you don't know listeners epcot consists basically of two separate theme parks one is where spaceship earth is that has all of the sort of wonders of the world science and nature type stuff and then the back portion is the world pavilion where uh, several different countries are situated around a huge lake so you can walk on foot through faux Disney versions of Canada and France and Italy and Morocco and Mexico and uh, China and Japan and I, I love it I, I it's the fact that it isn't my favorite park at Disney speaks worlds about how good the other parks are because I could go to the World Pavilion every day of my life. I love it. Uh, and it's it, there are a couple of rides. There are a couple of things to do. Uh, the Epcot Pub Crawl is a feature that me and the missus particularly enjoy. But we'll get to that later. We decided that Epcot was not where we needed to be the rest of the day. We talked to Phantom Jr. And he wanted to go to Hollywood Studios where the Star Wars stuff is. Of course. Now, a cautionary word here. Hollywood Studios, out of all of the transition going on in Walt Disney World, Hollywood Studios is the transitioniest. A lot of it is closed. Uh, the old section that was Streets of America uh, is closed. The just uh, there, There's just not a ton to do there right now. You basically have the Tower of Terror, the Aerosmith Coaster, um, Star Tours, some shows, um, great movie ride. I mean, you know, you can spend a day there, but you're stretching it. There's just not as much. So we decided to go to Hollywood Studios, and we needed to see the Star Wars stuff because they've now they've got the launch bay, which is this weird. Uh, it's, you walk through and look at a museum of props and stuff from the Star Wars movies, and they had Rogue One stuff, uh, they had Force Awakens stuff, 
and you have character greetings and then there's a movie about like the making of star wars which honestly as big a star wars fan as i am i wasn't all that interested in seeing like i i don't like unless it's something really special like the philharmagic or the muppet vision 3d i'm not too into seeing shows show movie things at disney uh so so we get to hollywood studios and Star Tours is, there's like a 20 minute wait. So we jump on Star Tours and you guys, I haven't been on it in six years. They have changed so much about that ride. It is fantastic. Uh, we got on and my son's mind was blown because if you don't know, Star Tours now, uh, consists of around 50 different clips of different, uh, different adventures around the star wars galaxy you get in this cruise ship type thing and it's a little shuttle and you travel to random planets that exist in the star wars galaxy so our first trip we went to hoth and to naboo and then had uh so i can't remember what the third one was we keep talking about it and trying to remember what it was but anyway they the clips get spliced seamlessly together so you get a little journey around certain corners of the star wars galaxy and it's fantastic it's a gimbal ride so the thing moves around and you really feel like you're flying around and dodging tie fighters and whatever the case may be uh just absolutely fantastic and then we went of course you exit through the gift shop and we got a couple more of the build a droids and looked around a couple other things and and what's nice about this is another advantage of staying on the resort property when you're in disney is you can have anything that you buy if you are a souvenir person and not everybody is but we certainly are uh you can have it sent back to your room as long as you're going to be there the next day like the, the last day of your park visit uh, it takes 24 hours for stuff to get to your room so you can't do anything if you're leaving thursday you can't really use the service on wednesday but at all other times you can have anything you buy sent directly back to your room and it'll be there for you the next day that's another big advantage of staying on the resort property so that was great uh we spent a little bit more time in hollywood studios and we're determined to stick around long enough to see the two shows, the Star Wars light show that they show on the front of the mock-up of Man's Chinese Theater, and then uh, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam, I think it's called, which is their big Christmas production. So we we just kind of messed around Hollywood Studios doing what we could do, and the Star Wars show happened, and it was beautiful. I I definitely got a little my eyes brimmed up a little bit a couple of times just because of how nicely it was done but it also had the feel of something that they had put together to have a show not as much this is a new thing that we are doing that is very special and significant uh but it was still fantastic it was still very well done it's still disney quality and we loved it uh after that we kind of did some more wandering around and i don't want to get too i i I realize i'm delving into the area of of play-by-play which i do not want to do i just want to give you guys a sense of the christmasness and of the fun of disney and uh, hollywood studios not overly christmassy like i said wreaths and garland just like animal kingdom uh they have their own tree out front 
but it was not overwhelming uh, in a Christmas sense. Uh, but we managed to burn enough time to hang around until it was time for Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam, and then the bottom fell out. I am talking rain like you would not believe. It started sprinkling a little bit, and we thought, okay, well, we'll stick this out. It's probably, you know, we've been in Orlando before. We know how the showers work there. We we know how, uh, you know, can shower for a little while and then go away. But you guys... It it bottomed out, and there's not there are only so many so many places to go for cover, so we elected to exit the park and hopefully catch Jingle Bell Jingle Bam another night. Problem was everybody left the park at the same time, and for whatever reason, the Pop Century bus line was at least four buses full. Uh, to Disney's credit, they double-timed the buses, and it was just vroom, 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 vroom. They, I mean, they were they were getting buses there as fast as possible. Generally, it's every 15 or 20 minutes a bus arrives. They had, at one point, two buses there at the same time getting people on. So, I mean, Disney is on top of their game. But, unfortunately, we lost my parents. Yes, when it started raining, they bailed. They said, we're getting out of here now. Uh, we'll meet you. We'd gotten a locker, uh, earlier to keep our stuff in. And they said, we'll meet you by the lockers. So once it really started pouring, we went up, waited by the lockers. No sign of my parents. And we're like, you know what? They're old. They're smart. They're tired. They probably just went ahead and went back to the hotel. They're not answering texts because let's face it. Uh, people getting up around the 70 age range are not pulling out their phones every 30 seconds like the rest of us are. So we figure they're gone. We get out in line. We're waiting. We're waiting. We're waiting. We're standing in a deluge for 30 minutes waiting to get on a bus, just soaking. Now, keep in mind, this is not 32-degree Atlanta weather. This is – it's probably like 75. So it's it's gross, but at least we're not, like, you know, getting hypothermia. I'm not saying it's good for us, but it could have been worse. And then as we finally get up to the point – where we will be on the next bus. My poor, soaked parents come walking up, looking furious. There's literally steam rising off of my mother's forehead. And I said, where have you been? And uh, they they did one of the, we were, get, never, we're go. And just, they kept going and my dad stops and he goes, well, your mother, and then realizes, like, I better stay with her. So it it didn't even occur. Like, as soon as they got by, they started loading the bus up. And I was like, oh, I got to go because I got a wife and a kid. And as soon as we got on the bus, I was like, man, I really should have uh, chased down my mom and put her on the bus and stayed there with my dad. But I just didn't have... One, I don't know how I would have done it because they went all the way to the back of the line. And by that point, it was no longer raining. I should point that out. It wasn't actually raining anymore uh, at that point. But I just, there there was two, you have to go, go, go. And, and I was already gone, gone, gone. So uh, I am a bad son and I feel badly for not, I guess, jumping out the bus window and forcing my mom to get on the bus in my place, even though they wouldn't have let her back on at that point. I don't know. Maybe I'm justifying that. Uh, so anyway, that was the end of Monday night 
two parks over 12 hours. We had a great time and we kind of found everybody's limit of how what they're willing to get for Disney fun. The next day was the Magic Kingdom, which is the one that we were all most excited about. Now, you might be saying at this point, but Phantom, you said that your parents didn't have any interest in going to the Magic Kingdom. Well, turns out that's not the whole story, but I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, me and Phantom Jr. and Mrs. Troublemaker set out to the Magic Kingdom on Tuesday morning. And we got there. We didn't get there at rope drop because there's just not, in my mind, there's not a good reason to do that. Because if you're with family, chances are you're not going to make it open to close. And to me, I want to be in the parks at night because that's when they get really pretty. All the lights come up. Like, so I, I'd rather back end my visit. But we get there. First thing we do, Haunted Mansion. Uh, I think every single time me and the missus have gone to Disney uh, or the Magic Kingdom, that's our first ride. Because it moves, the line generally moves pretty well. And it's just, it's what Disney does so right. It's a little spooky. It's fine for everyone. It's fun. It has so much character and personality. There's just nothing like it. And it gets you right into that Disney mood. Uh, but before you get to the Haunted Mansion, you have to enter the park and walk down Main Street. And Main Street USA at Christmas is like nothing else in the world that I've ever seen. And it's not that it's overwhelmingly Christmassy. It's just that that slice of idealized Americana festooned with the wreaths and the garland and the giant tree in the front and the Disney characters, you know, as soon as we walk in, Pluto is there. And my son has decided that his favorite part of the whole trip is the character greetings. Out of everything that I thought might happen, I never expected that. But he's loving it. He doesn't care about standing in the lines. He wants to go and hug Pluto, get the autograph, get the picture, the whole deal. It's it's wonderful. Like I'm absolutely delighted that that he's latched on to this. And it's not because it's the character greetings, it's just that it's that magic. You know what I mean? Like that oh man, he's, you know, he's still a kid. He still likes this stuff. He's still into it. Uh, so I was thrilled. So we first thing in the park, we, we see Pluto, who's one of his favorite characters, if not his favorite Disney character. Uh, we stand in the line, takes maybe 20 minutes. Now, while my wife and son are waiting in line, I've got to get something to drink. Uh, so I run off to the stores. I want to get a good picture of the Christmas tree. I want to get a good picture of the castle just from Main Street. And I want to grab something to drink. So I go in the stores and I see this Santa hat with Mickey ears and it's like the, the soft, like, uh, the, the long velvety type stuff or, or whatever. It, it's really, really nice. And I'm like, that's my hat. That's, that's my Disney Christmas right there because I've been wearing Christmas shirts every time, but I haven't found my one piece of like Disney Christmas memorabilia. And this was it. And I, also spied with my little eye something I had been wanting 
uh, for this trip. I had considered buying one from Amazon beforehand, and I sure do wish I had because it would have only been like eight bucks. I purchased a Walt Disney World fanny pack because despite the fact that I do prefer cargo pants, sometimes it is just more practical to have a fanny pack because you don't have stuff banging into your legs. I, I was carrying a backup uh, cell phone battery, an anchor battery, that uh, you can go to needlessthingsite.com, click on that Amazon link, and go buy an anchor backup battery for your cell phones. But I was carrying one of those around the whole time, and you can't put it in the leg pocket of your cargo pants because it's going to bang into your knees. You can't put it in the back pocket because it's too big. Uh, it's, I needed something, and I had a couple other little items just that weren't convenient to have in my pockets. Uh, my wallet, I don't carry it in my back pocket because of my back. So I bought a fanny pack and a Santa Mickey hat, and that was the moment. You know, I'd been having a great time so far. That was the moment where the Disney magic well and truly kicked in for me. So I went back, got in line, and we met Pluto. It was great. Went to the Haunted Mansion, and we ended up spending... uh about 12 hours, maybe a little longer, in the Magic Kingdom just having the most magical, wonderful time doing what we wanted, when we wanted. Uh, the only reservation or fast pass I had for that whole day was a fast pass for the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train that I had gotten, I got months ago. Or, well, I guess not months ago. You can, if you have, uh, here's another advantage of staying in the Disney Resort. Uh, if you do, you can start making fast pass reservations 60 days out. And these things were already filling up 60 days out. That's why I couldn't do any better than I could with some of the stuff. Uh, so I had a fast pass for the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which is a new ride in Fantasyland. And it was at like 9.05 or something at night. So we were there. And, we, and that was the only thing we had to do, though. We just wandered around, and and uh, if if there was a short line, we went and did something. Uh, we went and did Stitch's Great Escape, which is it's fun. It's not the best ride, but we walked right in. We did it, and and my son was laughing, and we all laughed about Stitch's disgusting chili breath or whatever that is, which is nasty. And that was our running joke for the whole rest of the trip because. When you're in Disney, when you're when you're in Orlando, you're going to run into some bad smells. It's going to happen. So for the whole rest of the trip, it was oh, there's Stitch's chili breath again. That was our thing. And just I had determined prior to going down there, and I'm still not sure it was totally the right move. But I had decided that since we were going at one of the busiest times of the year, we would just go and try and just enjoy each other's company enjoy the ambiance of disney and christmas and just appreciate that we were getting the time together because normally i would be fast pass guy i would be schedule guy i would be trying to get everything done we're gonna ride every ride we've we've only got so much time we got to get to this we got to get to that and i didn't want to do that this time i wanted to take it easy and just just enjoy being there and this day in the Magic Kingdom was one of the most perfect days I've ever had in my life. We got to do, uh, we walked through the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. We did the Tiki Room. We, we just went through and, and took our time and, and did what we could and, and avoided what seemed like it would be too much hassle. 
uh, and and it was really really just fantastic. Um, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, like I said, it's a newer ride. It's a roller coaster, and it is incredible. There are still two plus hour wait lines for the standby, but if you can, you, when if you're going to Disney, get a fast pass for it as soon as you can. Because it is, it is worth your time. It's a great roller coaster with a, a different dynamic. I don't want to say too much about it. But it's got a very interesting dynamic to it, but the visuals are incredible. The combination of animation and animatronics is top-notch. We were all just blown away by it. We would have gone on it several times in a row if it were possible to do so. Uh, it was just that good. Um, we The last thing that we did... That day was the Jungle Cruise. However, at this time of year, it is called the Jingle Cruise. And it is, I would say, modestly repurposed as a, as a Christmas ride. Uh, more so than, than most rides. Not as much as I was expecting. But they, they put lights on everything. They change up some of the elements, uh, in the line weight. And as you go through the ride, the spiel is, is different and Christmassy. Uh, it was it was a great perfect way to end the night, and afterwards, uh, the wife and son were done. They were like, you know what, we, we're we're good, we're tired, we've been here a very long time. Uh, let's let's hit it. And I was like, you know what, the park's still open for two more hours. I'm gonna stick around, and that was fine. They went back to the room, and I went and did Haunted Mansion again. I rode Space Mountain, which. Might not have been the smartest thing in the world uh, to ride a ride that says if you have back problems, don't ride this ride. But I had to do Space Mountain, and once the ride, once the wait time got under half an hour, I got in line. And I feel like they've changed Space Mountain up a little bit since the last time I was there. But man, it really is still the best thrill ride in the park. I mean, just jettison be pitch black environment is a thrill uh, i mean uh, you know i don't want to wait in line over an hour for it but it was worth it was worth sticking around and doing that ride you guys because it, it's just the oldest ride in the park but it's still the best Woo! uh maybe it's not the best but it's pretty darn good and i'm glad i got to do it and uh, after that, it was about 11.30, and I decided, you know what, I probably better head back because the park closed at midnight, and I didn't want to be leaving at the exact same time as everyone else. So I, I kind of took my time, made my way walking through the park, took some pictures, uh, and just uh, spending an hour and a half on my own in the Magic Kingdom was one of the most peaceful uh, I, I I was at peace more than I think I've been in a decade longer I would say it was just it, it's it was one big long exhalation it just felt great it was wonderful uh, the next day we weren't quite sure what we were going to do because by that time we had visited all four parks already. My parents had revealed that, oh no, they actually did want to go to the Magic Kingdom. 
my wife and I had not had the opportunity to go to Epcot and do the Epcot pub crawl like we had planned to do because that was supposed to happen on Monday, but things got, uh, things just got out of order as they do. You, you don't, when you're trying to take it easy and go with the flow, uh, you don't necessarily get to do everything. So we weren't quite sure what was going to happen on Wednesday and, what we ended up doing was going to Hollywood studios and that's, we got to experience it a little bit better than we did, uh, previously because we got there and they're doing the star Wars, the March of the first order right off the bat. Or actually, you know what? I take that back as me and the missus were walking into the park. There was some kind of spectacle going on up on the stage with Darth Vader and some stormtroopers. I never did catch that whole thing, but it was, it, it's, you know, they, they, they do it, they make it fun, but they also make it impressive, uh, to, to see a full size real life Darth Vader and all these stormtroopers. And that's another cool thing is stormtroopers are walking around the park all the time. Like if you're over by the launch bay, you're going to see stormtroopers just walking around and they, they interact and they talk. It's really, really cool. So, uh, we walk in, Vader's up on stage and you're like, okay, this is pretty cool. Right after that, they did the March of the First Order, which is where Captain Phasma uh, gets to spend more time uh, than she ever did in the movie, uh, leading stormtroopers up the central uh, pathway of Hollywood Studios to a stage, uh, gives a little spiel about how they're there for Hawks, they won't tolerate whatever, blah, 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 First Order, First Order, fascist, blah, blah, blah. And then they take him back down and they'll interact with the kids on the way down. And my son was apparently with my parents because we, we had thought, uh, <laughs> I totally skipped over it, here. Here's a spoiler alert. The fact that I completely skipped over our be our guest breakfast is very significant. So yeah, my parents took my son to Hollywood studios so that me and the missus could go to the Be Our Guest restaurant for our oh-so-important reservation <laughs> at 9 o'clock in the morning. We went, and it is a glorified counter-service restaurant. That is my review. All of the magic that we were expecting apparently only happens at dinner, and after having been in the restaurant, I have a hard time believing it's as magical as people have portrayed. Because it's just a big, giant, commissary restaurant, just like every other Disney thing. There are three different rooms. There's one main ballroom. Um, there's, I guess, the love room. I don't know what it is with Beauty and the Beast in the middle dancing. It's a big sculpture of them that rotates. Uh, and then Beast's freakout room which is where we chose to eat and i i we were massively disappointed particularly paying 24 dollars a plate for freaking breakfast the breakfast that wasn't even as good as the like 11 dollar breakfast that we'd been eating at the pop century commissary every day you walk up and you just stand in line with the rest of the cattle and just like every other counter service restaurant you go up to the person and they say, okay, go over to that thing and tell it what you want. And you do, there's an interactive element 
where you have to use this touch screen to order, which I found more annoying uh, than novel. And then you go sit at your table and they bring your food out to you, which is slightly different from the counter service, but not worth the hype that this thing got. And we just sat down and we ate and it's, you know, it's a big noisy place and nothing magical happened at all. Uh, the atmosphere is neat, but after putting that much effort into getting that reservation and having it built up so much as the hot new restaurant, uh, I, I don't recommend it. Honestly, it's not worth the trouble a couple years from now when it's not the hot new thing anymore. Sure. If you can walk right up and go in, do it. But I just can't imagine this being worth the effort and money. I can't imagine anybody feeling like, oh, wow, that was really a, a worthwhile experience. So we got out of there, but we, you know, we enjoyed it for what it was. Once our expectations had been managed, we, we enjoyed our time together. Uh, and we left the Magic Kingdom to go and meet my parents and Phantom Jr. at Hollywood Studios. And that's when we saw Vader and everything. Uh, and then we got to see the First Order March. And I think that's kind of where everything caught up with uh the missus because she had been you know we've all my son had a sinus infection prior to the disney trip i think he was pretty much getting better uh by the time we left i my back's messed up i've got the sinus infection and if three of if if one of us gets anything all of us get something and by the time we got back to hollywood studios met up with my parents did the thing i think it just hit her like, holy crap, I've been doing this Disney thing for three days, and wow. Because she is not a person, my wife, left to her own devices, would never say, I'm going to go down to Disney World. So she was like, you know, I kind of said, why don't you go back to the room and sleep like the whole rest of the day, and we'll hang out and do this thing. And she gave me a look that if I could melt down gratitude and put it in a bottle, uh, it would, it would look like that look. And I don't know if that made any sense, but I'm, uh, I'm winding down here, you guys. My, my sinuses are closing up. My throat is scratchy and I'm experiencing my own personal post Disney, uh, not meltdown, but like, all right, it's time to chill. All the elements have come together to suck the life out of you. You need a day. So uh, you'll have to pardon me as I wind this story down. So the missus went back to the room, and me and Phantom Jr. had an amazing day at Hollywood Studios just hanging out and, again, just doing whatever we wanted. We did Muppet Vision 3D. He laughed his butt off at that, thought it was hilarious. We did Star Tours again. Unfortunately, we didn't get to do it as many times as I wanted because you just, the way the Fast Pass works, the way the standby line works, you just, you can't. This time of year, it doesn't happen. Uh, there have been other other visits where I have walked on Star Tours four times in a row, just boom, 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 boom. Uh, but this, this was not that trip and we all knew that going in and we're okay with it. So, uh, he and I just hung out. We walked around, we looked at the shops, we enjoyed the scenery. Um, we looked at terrible Indiana Jones figures and just 
once again, you know, if there's anything that you take away from, from this, uh, from me relating this story, it's that sometimes you just enjoy being somewhere. You do what you can do. You have the fun that you can have and just enjoy the people and the place where you are. And, uh, you know, you, you, you take what you can out of it. And we were in Walt Disney World at Christmas time, which is an experience that so many people on this world will never even get to have. And, you know, tons of them don't care a thing about it, and that's fine. But for us, it was just a really special time that we got to share together. And, uh, you know, the the memories will be with us forever. You know, I didn't take a ton of pictures. I put a few up. If you follow me on Instagram or Facebook or whatever you saw. But uh, I, I really was just trying. You know, I didn't get on Facebook hardly at all. I didn't. If if you're friends with me on there, you know, I didn't really interact with anybody for several days. And it was kind of wonderful. Uh, which has led me to have certain thoughts about lots of things. And I'll, I'll get more into that maybe in next week's episode. But for now, I just want to say... Uh, Slow down and enjoy who you're with and where you are. You know, it doesn't have to be Disney World. Just just appreciate what you have and don't worry about, you know, accomplishing everything or trying to do it all. Sometimes you just got to take a breath and, and appreciate life for what it is in that moment. And we were fortunate enough to be in Walt Disney World for that moment but I, I think all five of us really did have a, a magical time. And part of the key of that was just that being in the moment and savoring what was happening there and being with family and appreciating appreciating everything for what it was. And before I get too rambly and introspective, I'm going to wrap this thing up. I just want to say uh, that I hope all of you Whatever your holiday may be, whatever you're celebrating right now, uh, I hope you have a wonderful next few days. I hope that you get to enjoy time with, you know, however you want to spend it. If you want to be alone and just chill, do that. If you want to be with your family, do that. Uh, if your family gets on your nerves, if they don't want to do what you want to do, uh, just try and remind yourself you got to enjoy people while they're here. You got to enjoy where you are when you're there because you don't know what's going to happen next day you don't know what you're going to come back to uh and and we all need to just try and be a little more patient and loving and appreciative and and and, i hate that word appreciative but uh, just try to enjoy what's happening in the now Uh, i'm going to say that for the 15th time and that's going to close out our show until next time Thanks for listening to the Needless Things Podcast, and please do have a Merry Christmas. Oh my gosh, I can't even say Happy New Year, because you guys are going to get another episode before the New Year is even up. Holy crap. Man, I can't believe I have to do this again. Or do I? Nah, I'm just kidding. Merry Christmas. I love you guys. Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year.
piggy pudding. Now, piggy pudding. pudding. No, piggy pudding. Made with pigs. Oh, sorry. And bacon. What? We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We won't go until we get some. 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 We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vix employee. And of course, it's at needlessthingssite.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh. <laughs>